0: Hello and good morning. No, it's actually not the morning, is it? It's actually the evening. Sorry about that, getting this episode a bit late today. Hello and good evening. It's Tuesday, the 11th of December, 2018. Welcome back to Autonomous Cars with Mark Hogue, the only weekly podcast on autonomous cars in the world and the number one result on Google for autonomous cars podcasts. Today, episode 73, Teslas will soon get you from door to door without any human input. Ford and Volkswagen partner up on electric autonomous cars, and we look at the actual transition phase from human-driven to autonomous cars in the coming decades. All this, right now. Hey there, just a friendly reminder that if you enjoy this podcast, please don't forget to leave me a five-star rating over on iTunes. Thanks so much. All right, so first things first, it is Tuesday, which means we've got to do a recap of last week's Friday poll day. So if you remember, the question was, uh, why are you interested in my podcast? What's your role in the autonomous vehicle space, if any? Totally just curious and okay, if I'm honest, a potential guest whom I'd like to interview has asked for some audience details. So... Um, Yeah, the results are somewhat interesting, actually. Uh, Didn't get as many votes as I would have liked, unfortunately. But it looks like the winner was, with 43% of the votes, uh, an investor or lawyer, uh, followed by, uh, with 29% of the votes, a blogger or journalist. Uh, If you want to see all the results, just head on over to Autonomous Hogue on Twitter. The reason I put this question up there is because it kind of leads into something I've been sort of hinting over on LinkedIn and really culminating with a post just last night in which I said, uh, simply, uh, you know, send me a private message if you are a licensed active attorney in the U S or have any experience at a top consulting firm or have experience with law policy or lobbying in DC. And if you're excessively brilliant, driven and passionate about autonomous vehicles. So if this kind of piques your interest, uh, certainly make sure to connect with me on LinkedIn and then shoot me a note. We can discuss further. Uh, and that's all I'm going to say about this for now. Hear that? Believe it or not, summer is just around the corner. Luckily, ArmorAll, America's most trusted auto appearance brand, has what your car needs to get that perfect summer shine. Plus, now through May 31st, we'll give you $5 for every 20 you spend on ArmorAll products. That means car wash pods, protectant, tire shine, you name it. Find out how to get your $5 rebate at armorall.com. Armorall, less work, more clean. Terms apply. All right, so to kick things off today, Tesla. Uh, More specifically, Elon Musk, who tweeted a rather bold claim recently. He says, Tesla are already testing traffic lights, stop signs, and roundabouts in development software. Your Tesla will soon be able to go from your garage at home to parking at work with no driver input at all. So putting aside the legality of this claim for a moment, um, you know, there's no timeline assigned to this, but you know, I've often been saying forever that I think that Tesla're really going to be the first company to roll out a car for consumer use. Now, taking a step back for a second, this endless guessing game that everyone seems so keen to play, you know, guessing which is going to be the first company to roll out a autonomous car for consumer use, well, it's a pretty tricky question to ask and a trickier one to answer because it totally depends on how you define the question criteria. So for instance, when we talk about autonomous car, what do we mean by autonomous? Do we mean uh, level three, level four, or level five? Um, And when we say for consumer use, do we mean ride sharing or do we mean private ownership? You know if 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 it's the former well, waymo is kind of already won at that game they've got the waymo one program it's the world's first revenue taxi service that we reported on last week it launched last week uh down in Arizona but it's a little bit more fun I think a little bit more tantalizingly uh uh intriguing to kind of just ask the very direct question when will you and I be able to walk into a showroom and buy a car which has full autonomy, or at least full enough that you can get from door to door. So really, let's just talk about level four autonomy. So it'll still have a steering wheel and uh, accelerator and brake pedals. You'll notice I'm not saying gas pedal because there's a presumption that all such cars will be, in fact, electric. Um, But yeah, so, so it'll still have driver inputs, but being level four, it'll be able to get anywhere at all with very limited exception. And even then, it'll allow some temporal margin of error during which it asks for the driver to take over. Anyway, putting that aside, um, that's the question I think is so exciting to ponder. Um, and yeah, I've been saying forever that I think Tesla are going to be the first company to provide such a thing. Never mind the discussion that we've had countless times on this show about the fact that you know an autonomous vehicle future cannot be a future in which everyone owns their own car. It must be a car sharing future. Nevertheless. Uh, I do believe that Tesla are going to do this first, and certainly this, again, this really bold tweet by Elon Musk certainly suggests that this future is closer rather than further away. My assumption, I've said it many times, that this is probably going to happen around sometime in the next one to three years. I'd say a lower bound of one year from now, so the end of 2019, I think we're going to see Tesla roll out an update to its autopilot system that will indeed allow you to get from door to door without any input at all. I think as an upper bound to this, we're looking at three years out. So the end of 2022. Um, again, putting aside any discussion about the legality of this, I do believe the technology will be there. So not much more to say on this other than uh, this future is getting closer and closer at a faster and faster pace. I I guess, though, that if only, you know, I, I guess I can't close out this segment, though, without just rehashing the point That I've said many times, this is fine and it's great for Tesla to roll this out as quickly as possible. I think, if nothing else, it's going to expedite other companies rolling out similar technology. But really, going forward, I'm excited not so much for Tesla to enable this technology for us to own our own autonomous cars, but rather. I'm really waiting with bated breath for Tesla to pivot and deploy their own car sharing program. Because again, that's where things are headed. That's where things need to go. And if we don't get there, we're in really big trouble. And the really great side effect to getting autonomous cars rolled out with a car sharing economy rather than private ownership is it's going to actually fast-track the shift over to electric cars away from internal combustion engines. Here's why. A lot of people don't have electric cars or they're not buying into them because they can't. It it doesn't fit in with their lifestyle, not in terms of range because that's now a moot point, but um, because they can't actually charge the cars. So I actually have a really good friend who, well, the only reason he didn't get a Tesla was because, as he says, everybody in his apartment building has a Tesla and so the few uh, electric vehicle charging points are always full. Similarly, people who live in uh, cities often uh, don't even have a garage. And so there's just no way to charge your car conveniently. And so that would just completely defeat the point. But if all cars were autonomous and if the, the car model was, was a sharing economy rather than private car ownership, well, now suddenly everybody could take advantage of a Tesla. So simply put, if you wanted a Tesla, if you wanted to drive an electric car, but you couldn't buy one because you can't charge one at your house... But if, on the other hand, you could just open up an app on your phone and summon a Tesla to come to your house autonomously, the same way you summon an Uber, well, in that way, you'd not only be able to enjoy the benefits and the convenience, the luxury of an autonomous car, but you'd also be able to enjoy the convenience of not owning a car, and above all, you'd be able to get around from A to B in an electric car. So it would be a win on all fronts, convenience, automation, and electrification, and oh yeah, car sharing. So this is really the end game. Uh, I think one of the, one of the, uh, the, the kind of inspirations for starting this podcast actually was an article I wrote a couple of years ago called, this is the end game for autonomous cars, because I realized a lot of folks, a lot of articles have discussed kind of what's going to happen today and in the immediate future. For autonomous cars, but very little is discussed kind of where things are headed. And I think this is the really important takeaway from all this, is that this is what needs to happen. I firmly believe that if Tesla or anybody else want to really fast track the electrification of the automobile industry, it needs to fast track the automation of the cars themselves, which in turn means fast tracking the car sharing model rather than the private ownership model. And I think that's where things are headed. And so, yeah, I really can't wait to see what Tesla are going to do on this front. So there have been talks for a few weeks now that Volkswagen and uh, Ford might be partnering up. The idea is that Volkswagen might be utilizing some manufacturing facilities, maybe they're going to license a platform from Ford to build a newer pickup truck, but the big thing that we really care about, of course, is what does this mean for autonomous and electric vehicles? Obviously, on the electric vehicle front, Volkswagen announced they're committing $50 billion to really pivoting themselves as an all-electric car company. In fact, to that end, by 2026 Volkswagen will no longer produce any internal combustion engine cars. I mean, this is astounding. And of course, going along with that is the push for an autonomous future. Obviously, Ford's been doing a lot of research in the autonomous car space. They've been using uh, utilizing their Ford Fusion sedans. They've got a subsidiary called Argo.AI, which of course is developing uh, what they call the smarter, uh, more confident driver. It's a system designed to power their autonomous cars. So, Really, there's not much to go on here other than this, like I say, it's a, it's a very slim rumor on the two companies partnering up. I think, however, this makes a lot of sense, and I don't think it's that far-fetched. Uh, Elon Musk has said forever that it makes sense for companies around the world to work together. He's been a huge proponent for increased competition rather than less. In fact, it was he who said just recently, reiterating his claim that you know if another company came around and built a better Tesla than Tesla, and if Tesla went out of business, well, that was still a win for the world. Um, To that end, this is, of course, why Tesla open sourced all of their patents. So, yeah, I think Ford and Volkswagen working together not only makes a lot of sense, uh, it's wholly believable as well. So, obviously, I'll have some more information for you when I get it. Hopefully, we'll hear something sooner rather than later. But in any event, it looks like January should present us with some detailed information at last. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? All right. So to close out today's episode, I want to talk about a really great article over at 2025 AD. Uh, It's titled, Will Humans Still Drive? A Car Enthusiast Essay. So it's written by Alex Roy, former racing driver and frequent Twitterer, or is that tweeter of all things? autonomous cars and much else besides Um, an all-around great guy we've certainly exchanged a few tweets in the last several months and i really encourage you to read this article so i don't want to give away too much about it but the reason i want to touch on it here is because he really dives into the transitory period as we phase in autonomous cars and really looks at it not from the near future or even the end game as it were but really he kind of looks at How is this transition actually going to happen? What's it going to be like? Bearing in mind the very real, what he calls, dichotomy of driving, right? As he says, the moral argument for mandating autonomy is in direct conflict with a fundamental truth underlying human nature, namely the fact that for many, driving is a rite of passage, getting a car, even more important and arguably accessible than getting a home. This notion of freedom, especially here in the US, but let's be fair, throughout much of the world, it's a very real thing. And so what Alex goes on to talk about then is kind of this 50-year time frame, right? So it's certainly not near term, but it's also not end game, right? End game is like 80 to 100 years out. Near term is what, 10 to 20 years. So really he's talking about this kind of mid-term time frame of 50 years out, um, which which is really an interesting thing because as he says, um, it's not about full autonomy, this time frame. As he says, it's the universe of products and services that will orbit semi-autonomy, occasionally overlapping with the onset of full autonomy based on geography. Uh, so so he kind of dives into things here to discuss that really, as he says, it's going to be a patchwork quilt of autonomy-mandated, autonomy-optional, and autonomy-banned zones that we're going to see emerging throughout society. Now, obviously, we've talked a lot about this, right? So whether it's the rollout of shipping companies, um, whether it's car sharing, whether it's truck driving... Um, and, and frankly, I suppose now that I think about it, even, uh, emergency services vehicles, right. There's, there's going to be all these different sort of elements popping up all over the place. It's not going to be a binary switch. It's not going to be sort of like, you know, laws are passed that mandate autonomous vehicles. That's not it, going to, it's not going to result in sort of, okay, from this day forward, all cars and all walks of life, all industries have to be gradually transitioned to autonomous vehicles. That's not the way it's going to happen, at least that's highly, highly improbable. Um, and instead, we're going to see these kind of gradually phase in. And as Alex touches on, you look at certain brands that are certainly going to suffer. We, we've discussed this a lot in the past, right? So you look at Porsche or BMW. These are brands that have built their entire existence around the notion of, well, the thrill of driving, really. Porsche says there is no substitute. BMW continues to call themselves the ultimate driving machine. You know, as as Alex says, um, you know, obviously, these companies they're going to offer autonomous driving options once they're available because they must, but it's never going to be the front and center thing to all their marketing that's just not how they're going to, how, it's not how it's going to operate right so so really what's going to happen then is these are indeed going to phase in and we're going to see it popping up here and there throughout different aspects of society. I think as with many technologies we're going to see these continue to be sort of a perceived luxury for the next um, three to five years. And then beyond that, it's going to be sort of a, oh, we've got to have this. I think a really good analogy perhaps is something like, um, I guess GPS, uh, in the early days, you know, at first I remember, uh, I remember my dad actually had one of the very first cars with GPS. It was the, uh, for those of you who remember, it was the 2000, I believe it was the model year 2000 Acura TL sedan it had a very small, but as I recall, very functional, very user-friendly GPS system. <clears throat> and, um, You know, at first, GPS was just considered a really nice-to-have thing. But within about 10 years, it was sort of like, of course your car is going to have GPS. And if it didn't, you're certainly going to option it in with your purchase. And we're certainly seeing the same things now with autonomous emergency braking systems, right? So obviously, these are still typically an extra option you've got to bundle into your car. But more and more people are starting to realize, hey, safer is better. Um, But yeah, so while I generally agree with Alex that we're going to see these phase-in even if by legal mandate in a sort of quilt work type of fashion here and there, I I do still firmly believe we're going to see some patterns evolve. Like for instance, I still absolutely believe that we're going to see, for example, uh, carpool lanes on freeways, you know, so far, uh, at least here in California, cars that were hybrid or electric, uh, they would get a free pass in the carpool lane, even if there were no additional passengers. Um, you know, and going forward, it's going to be the same thing. If you've got an autonomous car, you'll be able to use these lanes. I think I just read the other day that in Austria, actually, uh, electric cars are going to be allowed to travel on the freeways at higher speeds than conventional gasoline cars. Now, <laughs> no comment yet on what this means for driving safety. That said, if Austrian drivers are as rigorously trained as their German neighbors, I think the higher speed should have little to no impact on safety whatsoever. Anyway, so to close out the article, Alex touches on what it's going to look like some 50 to 75 years from now, and he makes the really keen observation that, you know, it's not just enough that we have autonomous vehicles getting phased in and that we have a sort of mixed autonomy environment, as he says. What's really going to spell the end of the automobile for personal, private use and indeed for entertainment, what's really going to remove it as a sort of passionate element in our lives and simply be removed kind of relegated to just a corner of society like horseback riding well this will occur only once there's some substitute to take its place uh as he says you know once there is another form of visceral self-expression once something has taken the place the, the transformative appeal and danger of driving itself whether it's virtual reality, augmented reality, super advanced video games, cybernetics. Once something replaces driving, well, then it will indeed be relegated to exactly that corner of society, the way horseback riding has been. So anyway, make sure to give his article a read. Uh, again, it's over at 2025 AD. The title is, Will Humans Still Drive? Uh, it's a really fantastic read. Again, this is by Alex Roy. You can find him also on Twitter at Alex Roy 144 All right, well, that's a wrap for today. I'll see you back here on Friday. Thank you so much for listening. Until next time, bye-bye.